0: Olog, the prophecy, the wind whistled and blew dust across the century-old cobblestones in the centre of Asgard, breathtakingly beautiful, vivid greenery. Everywhere you looked, colourful trees swaying in the breeze, overlooked, flowers adorning inviting gardens that were almost a magical feel to them. The sweet smell of roses, the lilacs, perfuming air, as butterflies, fitted. Flittered here and there. Bees buzzed and flitted around flowers. Fairies flew to and fro, wings flittering as they went. wall terraces with bright green vines climbed the white stone walls towards patios, held white double doors. The celestial city of Asgard built into the ra- and around a large rocky mountain with white stone buildings and towers that climbed up and around the mountain in the shape of a giant spiral. Bright white pillars framed entrances to the buildings, Swishing in of the air and wings flapping, could be heard from below as dragons flew freely in the sky. Many walls had scenes from the history carved or artistically painted, and statues of long-gone gods sat all over the city, some carved in the sides of the mountain cliffs that overlooked the vast expanse of the sea of the sea. There was only two ways in and out of Esgard, a rainbow bridge and ice bridge. Across the deep abyss of the sea, that chasm ran all around the mountain to between Esgard and No Man's Land on the west, and the forest on the east. The sea waves tossed against the mountain side, cliff sides. There was That was the water-dwellers' area of the city, beautiful but deadly. Brutal cliffs and rocking out lead to the seashore, forested areas on the west east side, the gorge of Asgard contrasts, a barren wasteland called No Man's Land, on the west side as The city was built like a castle, five feet thick and durable stone, measured of false walls lined down to defences. Long ago a giant struck a deal with the god to build a much needed wall around Asgard's stronghold. But the price was horrible. It told that Lucky struck up a new deal with a giant, and served the guards with the original arrangement, through a scandalous, lewd act. Within Asgard lay a bustling, white st- stone city, as ancient as time itself, although it was ancient in a lot of human conven- conveniences, and some magical ones. In the middle of the city lay the Asgard of Germany, a courtyard where the world tree stood. The noise of pit pattering feet across the cobblestones of people busting about echoed off the white stone. Some believe that it was, if you listen close enough, the stones tell stories of those that walked decades before. Currently, only two gods remain alive, but the descendants of those that perished in the Great War lived on in their people. Many are demigods mixed with other supernatural species, but it's kept the bloodlines alive, as quite a company, Built as God's last request for their, God's last request for their people, to train such generations of wolves, elves, dwarfs, dragons, witches, land spirits, mermaids, and Valkyries to make them stronger against their common enemy, and to the courtyard such a gigantic, world tree under the long white glowing branches, so a white bearded older man on a stool, The tree that stood there since the beginning of the time is the centre of their world. It's bigger than one could, could comprehend and connect it. The nine realms with glowing light leaves a that gently blew in the wind, hanging down like a massive willow, weaving willow. It blaze shone like white Christmas lights with supernatural power and life of their own as they swayed in the breeze. It stood there below it, they would feel an invisible static-like force of power surrounding them at a pulse-like a heartbeat. This tree was an old, no ordinary tree. If ailed their, their their flower, their people would would. If held, their fl- people would feel sick. If it flourished, their people would flourish. A pe- pe- person would place their hands upon. It had to travel to another world, and he would disappear through a portal. The older man sat smiling, with his white beards gently blowing in the wind. He sat upon a stool, with his queen-coloured robes, layered out around his feet. His robes showcased exquisitely detailed, no symbols embroidered in gold round the hem's neck and sleeves. Excellently detailed axes and ravens dotted the hem's design, an intricate detail. Children go around to hear one of the legends of our history, shouted the old man happily. And it's cool, many children of different ages and different descents rush in the courtyard, with little feet clumping on the cobblestones in multiple directions. Eagerly, they take a seat upon the warm, smooth cobblestones around the older man, some in an old human form and others in a shifter form, still there filter in and sit, laughed and chatter Follow them, as he run into the courtyard. Wolf, sit, your tails swinging back and forth as tongues, hanging out with an expectation. Dragons actually fly in small jumping leaps and bounds, but almost disappearing, almost appearing to bounce on the cobblestone, only to let little hiccups of smoke out of their nose and puffs of glee. Fairy children sat on the soft silk flower petals under a tree, kicking back their legs back and forth in anticipation. Other species were eagerly laying on the ground, ears at the ready. Unlike the generations, a few decades before them, they grew up together and had learned to get along despite the differences. It was an eye that didn't bright shite with the appetitation of a story. Many a toddler sat hugging a dear tree toy or sitting, an older sibling lap, sucking a thumb, a sound of rushing waters leaping against the shore edge was like a sweet music mixing with the breeze. Off to the right of the small bay area connected to the sea, which now occupied water-dweller children, and altogether eager to hear the story. A scratch splash could be heard as tales moved in an anxious excitement. A hush came over the crowd. With eager faces, as he started to tell, and silence signalled, ready for the story to begin. As you know, we passed our legends from one generation to the next, so we never forget our people's history. You and may one day tell these stories to your children, and to theirs. Small heads popped up and down in understanding. Long, long ago. A first shifter called Fen- Fenrir. He was the son of the god Loki and the giantess Fen- Fenrir. was the most famous of the wish shifters raised by the gods of Ast- Asgard. He was a massive black shaggy wolf with giant paws. Fen- Gar- Fenrir was a natural trickster who caused so much trouble and bloodshed with his people he refused to learn to control his wolf and in doing so killed many. He showed no remorse and didn't value life. Small all sound surprise, the grass and the children were a steward. their eyes between came as bigger saucers. In their culture control was mo- much a must for them. It was enforced and taught very firmly from a very young age. They must control their gifts or risk cooking those who they love and facing the massive consequences. Lucky for their parents, most species didn't come to the full powers until the age of seventeen. Smiling fondly at the children, the older man continued,